Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Today we're doing something a little bit different. We've got four folks from four different fishing podcasts here. We've got Bailey from Serious Angler. We've got Brian from Paddle and Finn. We've got Bobby from Jigs and Bigs. And we've got myself from the Tackle Talk podcast. Wanted to kind of round everybody up and just do like a, almost like a roundtable discussion on we have four different fishing shows here that can definitely be lumped into like fishing podcasts. But it's really interesting if you listen to all four shows, how really different they are and kind of the lanes that each of us have chosen to kind of go in with our shows. Um, so I think it'd be really cool just to kind of uh, explore that a little bit and kind of the the similarities, the differences, the stuff that goes in behind the scenes on podcasts, the struggles, um, just the things that I think a lot of people that listen to our shows week in and week out don't hear about a lot of times probably. Um, so for starters, if you guys want to go around, you want to start Bailey and just kind of give a quick introduction to yourselves and a little bit of background about your show. Yeah, I'm Bailey Eichbrett, obviously the host of Serious Angler. I started it last August, so August of 2019. I uh, took an internship in Indiana near uh, Brian's neck of the woods and uh, realized with the 80, 90 hour work weeks, I wouldn't have much time to fish. So uh, next best thing is to talk fishing. I was like, hey, look at this podcast thing. Might as well start that and started it as like a 
relaxed thing. If I had an off night, I'd invite a friend on the show and nothing seriously crazy. And as it kind of built traction, I was like, oh, there could be something here and decided to uh, get some, get a little organized with it. It's still not professional by any means whatsoever, but uh, <laughs> we still have some pretty cool people on. Um, I think the only guest I hate absolutely is Brian Schiller, but we the only guest I've ever hated was Bailey Ibrett. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, that guy's trash. <laughs> it's, it's equal. It's equal. It's scrub. But, uh, yeah, basically what it's what my show is kind of about is uh, just like having people on the show that are anglers that have obviously have the passion and dedication to the sport. Doesn't matter, you know, if you're a you know weekend warrior that no one's heard about or a Bassmaster Elite Series champion. It's just want to talk fishing, you know, want to learn from them, and then you know kind of hear their story, and that's pretty much sums it up. Awesome, and uh, segue to his least favorite person in the world, Brian Schiller. um yeah brian schiller uh started paddle and fin podcast in the summer of 2018 um basically started you know we mainly focus on kayak fishing and now we've branched off into numerous things but um you know the main thing was is like i was just getting into kayak fishing at that time and uh really struggled to find a lot of good information um valid information and that kind of stemmed off of like the first kayak i bought i went off a bunch of youtube videos bought a kayak sold it three weeks later and ended up in a different kayak um so you know the main focus has always been education helping grow the sport of kayak fishing um it's just something that we're super passionate about and, um, you know, just getting more people involved in the outdoors in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started with doing an episode like every two to three weeks that went to every two weeks, then it went to every week. And now currently we have nine different segments, I think 12 or 13 different hosts. And we do a podcast seven days a week bilingual that's amazing so, man. yeah yeah i think uh i just posted an episode that we did a live last night and we're like on episode 283 for 2020 alone so i think we're 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 close like i've been thinking about it i need to count them up but i think we're right around 500 podcasts like since 2018 so we've been busy man. amazing dude yeah it's been it's it's been a crazy ride Covering then, two different languages, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. We uh, we launched a, a Spanish version or episode that airs every other Sunday. Um, so now we're kind of like what I never realized. And um, the two guys that do it are both originally from Puerto Rico. One lives in Texas now. The one guy is in Puerto Rico, but he's getting ready to move to Greece. Um, but like kayak fishing in in mexico and in that like south america portion of the country is like super huge and i never really uh realized that so we're reaching a whole new um audience which is super cool you know especially i'm sure you guys look at your analytics you know it's like i remember when we used to you know look at and be like oh somebody listened in nebraska you know or something like that and get excited about that now it's like 
somebody listened in, you know, Norway or, or, you know, Mexico or Chile or, you know, it, it, it's, it's just kind of crazy. Like the far reach, you know, that, uh, we all get. So it's kind of cool, man. It's awesome. And then Bobby. So I started, um, this, when did I start? Was it, it was this year and it was basically all because of COVID. Like I started because of COVID last year. I had a great year fishing. I really kind of paid attention and took some notes and really, really got into it. And I thought I, I had what I thought was an amazing year. And I was really excited about this year, getting out to fish. Then COVID happened. My business pretty much disappeared. I'm a game show host and a event, uh, event or organizer and DJ. So like my life livelihood just completely disappeared. And I I've done podcasts before. And most of them were basically just like, based around my business i did uh one that was you know for for the the company with the trivia software that i use um that's a, another leg of what i do and i just decided i was like this is crazy it was the deepest darkest depression i've ever ever fallen into in my life when like everything i worked so hard for for like the last five years had totally crumbled and i was just like you know what i'm gonna take the two things that i feel pretty confident doing and i'm gonna start putting together a show about fishing and what's amazing was I kind of did it selfishly as a, uh, as a, as a project to kind of like to learn a little bit and take my mind off of the craziness that is COVID-19, you know, and where this podcast has grown has been absolutely, absolutely. We like to share stories with anglers and kind of get people's input about, you know, what the way they prefer things, you know, what they're doing. And we like to talk to anglers of, of any stripe. So whether they're a tournament angler or they're a, you know, uh, just a weekend warrior that goes out there and, and does their thing, you know, regardless of the method, we like to kind of like just touch base and share stories. That's really the kind of the core of what, what it is that we do. You're not some COVID underground DJ right now for these underground bars that people are going <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. Like I'm still, I'm still working in, I'm still working in restaurants. Like I just left one right now, you know, but what I was able to do before and what I can do now, totally different. Like totally, oh, totally. I'm sure, man. That was the first time. The first time I think I saw you, Bobby. That's why I said, I said, you're making us look bad, man. We're all in like spare bedrooms in <laughs> middle of nowhere. And you have like this dope background set up with strobe lights and, and pro mic equipment and everything. I was like, damn. <laughs> if, if you guys only knew, this is a what, like a, I think it's almost a hundred year old house that I bought like eight years okay. ago. And nice. like, I, this, just this, this, uh, no, not, not, don't do it. Don't ever buy a house <laughs> this old. Trust me. <laughs> and I just, you know, we, we, we actually, we had a situation where we had to reorganize the, 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 the basement and, you know, we, we had the time really is a lot of what it was. So I said, I won't move my office in the, into the basement. And instead of, you know, this, brick wall rotting away behind me let's throw some of my lights that are doing nothing right now you know and nice. to kind of throw a little bit of stuff so it's not that glamorous <laughs> not at all. hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And then, yeah, so obviously I have Tackle Talk too. And Tackle Talk, I think I started mine 
September of 2019, I think. And I know I've told the story before, but basically I was just like, I spent a lot of time in the truck for work and driving back and forth to meetings and stuff like that. And I used to listen to a ton of sports podcasts, like all the time. It's all I listen to, but you know, I spend 95% of my free time fishing and finally like the light clicked. It's like, why don't I start looking for a fishing podcast to listen to while I'm out here in the truck for five, six hours a day sometimes. And, uh, I started looking around and like, there's it's what the interesting part about this conversation we're about to have too, is like, there are all these niches and all these stuff, uh, which were cool. And I listened to a lot of them. So like I listened to Paddle and Finn, um, back when uh, I first started driving a lot and stuff like that, but there just wasn't, I was looking for like, when I started setting out and looking for a show, I was looking for a very specific show. I was looking for like short, sweet, concise, like, you know, tips, reviews, uh, unbiased stuff, and like a, a, a rigid, structured show. So, like, my favorite shows that I had listened to, like, uh, I listened to Pardon My Take a lot. I listened to uh, some news podcasts where it's like every episode you tune in, it kind of has the same format to it, and it follows the schedule, but it's different every time in terms of its content. So I was I was looking for something like that for somebody like me and, like, not somebody that uh, you know, is super, super into like pro news and stuff like that. Just something middle of the road that covered everything. And I just couldn't find anything that kind of was what I was looking for. So I was like, I, I can probably do something like this, right? I have some old mic equipment from what I used to be in bands in high school and stuff. And so I sat down and did a couple episodes and, you know, slowly people started listening. I was like, oh, okay, this is like kind of a, a real thing. So, uh, just kept it going. And now I think we're, we don't have 800 shows or whatever you had, Brian, but I think it's like 60 or something I'm at now. And like, that was, yeah, that yeah. was a lot of work. It felt like I can't imagine, you know, 10 times that, but, uh, yeah, it's been really cool. And, um, one of the things I was curious about for you guys too, cause obviously I know that's one of the reasons that I started my show and like kept it going, but what was the actual motivating factor for you guys to actually like get up and start the show and like because I think a lot of times people are like oh I could do that right I can sit down and I can talk fishing and you know that would be fun but people don't realize how much work goes into this and you actually have to like it's at some point there's a day where you're like I'm gonna sit down I'm gonna hook up a mic I'm going to you know draft an outline of what I want the show to be and I'm gonna sit down and do it it's like what was your guys I guess motivating factor to to finally flip that switch and actually do it You know, one of the things for me was that I found looking for a lot of these podcasts at the time, I found a lot of them were very short run, like people would pick up a podcast and put it out and it would be about fishing and and you might get a dozen episodes and then it would just drop off, you know, and that was it. Paddle and Finn is one that actually I discovered um, that was unlike that. And actually, it's funny, Brian, because I found you guys because I started listening to uh, Bass Fishing for Noobs. Yeah, 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 Ryan. That's yeah. that's yeah. When I started listening to Ryan's show, and then from that, I, I discovered Paddle and Finn. When you kind of incorporated that, and yeah. I was like, you know, there's there's something here. Like this is something I should do. And the biggest thing for me was that I always kind of like another one that I listened to was Millikan's Millikan's podcast for like a minute. He did a podcast where he did a bunch of episodes, and I thought it was great. You know, but. Obviously, like that guy's got a million things on his plate and this you're right, Andrew. It's not it's not easy. Uh, You got to dedicate some time to it and actually give it, you know, some some uh, effort, you know, on your part to actually make it work. So I I understand why, like, you know, it doesn't necessarily line up for everybody to cross over every single platform. But something about this long form content platform 
just jives with what I want to do. So I decided I was just going to go for it and, and, and put it together. And the the one thing that was, it's funny. I always felt like I was very much an amateur angler for a long time. And I still do. I always downplay my, my, my angling abilities, my experience, everything else, but it was connecting with the guy I work on the show with Sean, the fisherman. We worked together in, in a warehouse for an electronic store, like back in the mid nineties. I'm, I'm much older than you guys. <laughs> I'm much older than you guys. Um, and we worked together back then. And he was, I mean, he was going hard bass fishing back then. And now, like, he's a two-time kayak tournaments online angler of the year. Um, you know, he's got a lot more experience than than I can bring to the table. And I love the fact that I can utilize him as a resource, bring him into the show. And I feel like I, I learned so much from that guy. So like if everybody who listens to the show gets to learn a little bit as well, then that's awesome. Then that part of the, the formula is fulfilled. You know, I just try to bring the entertainment, you know, I, I, that, that's exactly what it is. I just try to keep people having fun, listening, interviewing people, telling stories, but that was kind of it for me. It was just like, I saw that there was sort of a spot where this could exist and especially being in New England, there's nobody in New England that's doing this the way that we are. And that was another thing. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think Milliken had a podcast. What's up? I didn't know Milliken had a podcast. Yeah, yeah. for like like six he episodes. Did for like five minutes, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was it was just a minute. And and it wasn't bad. Like I, I assume you guys you've heard it, Andrew. Yeah, so the the couple, if I remember right, um, the couple that I heard, I think, sounded like, you know how he and a lot of other people on YouTube will do like uh, an hour-long live stream or a session or whatever where they'll take questions and stuff like that? Yep. I think some of his was uploading that audio to uh, podcast platforms. So I think that was part of it. He may have done, I can't remember all the way back there if he did like actual episode episodes too. Um, he may have, but I know he was uploading, I think, his live stream feed for a while um, mm. and you see that sometimes too, but, um, yeah, I listened to that one for a while and you made a, you made a good point there, Bobby, where it's like, if you go and you search bass fishing podcasts or whatever on Apple or on Spotify or something, you're going to see a lot of those first ones that pop up. You're going to click on it and it's going to have like 12 episodes and it'll be from 2016. And it's like, they, they, they quit. Um, yeah. which in a minute I, after, uh, Brian and Bailey, after you guys, uh, say your piece on, I think why you guys actually started it. I want to come back to that because that's one of the things I want to talk to you about was the you have to to commit to staying and and doing this because you don't see the fruits of your labor quickly. It it takes some time to to build it up. So um, I guess, Brian and Bailey, what made you guys start at first? And then we'll get into, I think, why we all keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, just to segue a little bit off of what you guys were just talking about, I think there's a statistic out there of like all the podcasts ever created. I think like half of them don't get past episode 12. Like it, it's one of those things. I think people get into it and then they don't gain a ton of traction right away or they realize how much work it is. And then they're like, all right, screw this. And then it just stays out there in the ether. But um, getting back to your main question, um, you know, the guy I originally started paddling fin with good friend of mine. Uh, we, you know, we're probably uh, bad influences on each other. Um, we like to uh, get each other into hobbies. And we both were big fans of podcasts. Um, we listen to all different types of stuff. And uh, we'd always talk about podcasts. And 
you know, he wanted to, uh, he had never owned a boat, never owned a kayak, nothing like that. Um, he used to fish as a kid, um, out of a boat with his old man. Um, I used to fish out of canoes, inflatable boats, uh, growing up, my father used to fish, um, some smaller bass tours here in the Midwest. So I'd go out pre-fish with them. So I've fished my whole life. And when he got into the kayak, I was like, I still got a 16 foot aluminum fishing boat. I haven't used it in probably four years, but, um, it was just always a pain. So I was like, yeah, let's get into kayak fishing. And, you know, going back to what I mentioned before was like, we found a lot of, uh, misinformation out there on, on kayaks, kayak fishing, stuff like that. So we were like, Hey man, you know, like we're both, uh, you know, used to be musicians, stuff like that. So same thing. We had gear kicking around. Um, and we were like, let's give this a shot. You know, we're like, even if nobody listens to it, at least we have kind of a, a storyline of our journey through kayak fishing. And, um, not only that, but maybe, you know, anybody that tunes in can learn a thing or two and, you know, that eventually turned into, you know, let's get some guests on, um, talk to some industry leaders, things like that. And, you know, now it's kind of come full circle, but it was, it was that initial, like, you know, let's do this for fun. You know, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, Scott, the guy started with, he's no longer on the podcast. We always give him, give him a hard time. He joined the yacht club. He graduated from a kayak and now has a 24 foot pontoon boat and an 18 foot fishing boat and you know so now he's got two boats rather than a kayak so um he's kind of moved on to bigger and better things and um you know it's it's uh it's always just been about the conversation you know like i know me and bailey you know give each other a lot of flack but you know we met each other through podcasting you know and we've never met in person but i can shoot him a text or give him a call at any given point in time and pick his brain about something or, um, you know, just shoot the breeze, you know, um, I've, I've gained a lot of friendships and things like that from doing this, which, which is pretty crazy, but, um, I won't go any further cause I know I kind of dipped a little past your question. I'll give it over to Billy. I mean, that was, I know you said you dipped past it, but like, that was a really good point. It's just like, the networking connections made from it is ridiculous. I mean, it's huge. Oh yeah. It, yeah. But uh, for I me, mean, for me, um, kind of how I started, it was, I had a, I had a buddy that I was um, before I left for uh, Notre Dame that when I started in that in August um, that way I'd fished a bunch with, and I wanted to, uh, I really wanted to join some of the local, like regional trails, some of the Fed, like the Fed trail that we have around here as a co-angler because I wanted to meet these guys that are big in the region so I can learn from them. Um, but I didn't want to spend the money for the tournaments because I was trying to save money because I was going away for six months for an unpaid internship. Um, and basically, so my buddy's like, oh, dude, you should start a podcast. I was like, what the heck is a podcast? Like, I didn't even know what that was at the time. And uh, he kind of introduced me to Joe Rogan. So I went down that rabbit hole and still down that rabbit hole. But um, pretty much from there, it was kind of my way to talk fishing with people and also try to learn something from each person that I had on. Uh, cause I think 
I'm trying to remember who it was on um, it was Brian. I think it was Brian Thrift saying it on Let's Talk Fish. Brian Thrift and Matt Airy have a insanely good ep, uh, show to like actually learn fishing. Um, and one of the things they said is no matter who you talk to in the fishing industry, whether they're they might be worse than you, better than you, they might have won zero dollars or they want, might have won a million dollars. You're always going to learn from whoever whoever you talk to. You're going to learn one thing from at least. Uh, so that was why I, I kind of started it. And uh, I mean, I, I confidently say I've learned something each episode. Um, and me being competitive, extremely competitive, I want to obviously get as good as I can about fishing, like with fishing and bass fishing being uh, the best tournament angler I could be or trying to figure out, you know, bass behavior best I could, which the great thing about fishing is we're never going to learn everything. So you're always striving for more. So it's kind of like that thing where it's like, oh, I got to talk to this guy, I got to talk to this guy, talk here, here, here. And then say, like, you know, like it's never ending. And that's what kind of intrigued me to keep it going. So it's like, you know, it's this platform where you can see it getting, you know, a little bit more recognition. You're like, okay, so not only I kind of took it in a different direction where, yes, I'm still learning from these guys, but at the same point in time, I'm also giving them a platform where if they aren't this big name in fishing, I'm helping yep. them at least maybe maybe get a couple followers, maybe help them get a name. Maybe uh, uh, someone in the company has realized that, you know, who they are, what their worth is. Maybe they get a deal off of it. I mean, who knows? Yep. Yeah. Um, but also that recognition part too. It's like, I'm learning from these guys. So are the listeners, you know, they can, mm -hmm. learn, they can learn from it. And that's what kind of kept me going and still keeps me going today. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been a wild ride. It's been a lot of fun. I brought on a co-host about, let's see, 60, around 163 on Monday. So 63 episodes ago, one of my best friends who's not my co-host who I learned from as well, every show. So it's, it's a fun time. What about you guys, uh, Bobby and Brian? Because I know Bailey just touched on why he he keeps the show going. I think that's something that we've hinted at a couple times so far. Where if if someone's going to sit down and start a podcast right now, like you have to be prepared to suffer through that beginning phase where it's not great. Like you're gonna put in a bunch of work. You're going to you know produce this show. You're going to edit it. You're going to upload it, and it's going to get like thirty downloads. And like that's that's going to be the story of it for a while before it catches on. But what you have to do, you just have to to continue with it. It's consistency. It's like anything else. It's like YouTube. It's like anything you're going to do in life. Consistency will will get you to that next step. But you just have to persevere through that beginning phase, which is why you see so many podcasts on Apple that have, you know, 10 episodes and then they quit. And it's because they were like, yeah. wow, I'm not getting you know, you don't get four or five thousand downloads an episode uh, by just starting one. Like it takes a long time to get to that point. So, what what is it, Bobby and Brian, that, that I guess keeps you guys motivated and keeps you pushing to to keep your show going? Because, like you said, it's so easy, especially in the beginning, to just kind of say, "Ah, eh, I gave it a shot," but you know, there's only a couple people listening, so I'm just gonna hang it up. Um, I think I think at least for me, one of the major things is that when I when I started. The podcast i started a uh an instagram account and i went i went hard like i went I, I started promoting posts and i started pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing to get as many listeners as i could and what i was looking for was just any kind of engagement from that listening audience so the moment i got an email or a dm from somebody who listened to the show i'm like there's got to be a hundred or more people out there that are that this is getting to um you know the other element to it for me is is that really I, I lately, like recently, there's a, there's a podcast I follow called Podcast Therapy. And uh, 
This is actually the guy who who uh, created the. I, you guys, I'm sure you get these in your feeds all the time for pod decks. Yep, he's yeah. the guy who created those pod decks, Travis Brown, and he did this uh, this episode where he said to um, a lot of the the podcasters out there will look at it almost like it's terrestrial radio. You do an episode and then it's done and then it's on to the next one. But he goes, you need to change your mindset to that. What you're creating is a library. You're basically creating an audio Netflix. So the episodes that you create, even though they might not get a lot of listeners now, it's worth it. If you persevere, you'll get those listeners later. Like I'm sure you've seen that you'll find like you're, have come previous you know where you you kind of have a, a situation where you know maybe the episodes earlier on when you you first interviewed you know somebody in your region you know got a lot of popularity or something like that where now you're you're releasing these other episodes and they're they're climbing as well but you're getting numbers all along so i always kind of try to keep that in mind even even before i ever heard heard that episode from podcast therapy when i heard that it sort of just reinforced what i my mentality from the beginning was that what i'm creating is a library you know and that that even though they might be episodic and i may reference things along a, a linear timeline people are going to digest this content the way that they're going to do it and i have to ignore the current listeners and just look at the growth and set a goal for like where am i going to be in in 3 months where am i going to be in 6 months or a year and and you don't get so bogged down you know with like the the challenge of of getting people to listen to your show yeah, yeah i got to agree with that you know it's like um in in a hundred percent, like I think the reason why we keep going is is the comments, the the emails, the instant messages. It's all for the people that follow us and listen to us. You know, like um, and and this is no knock to myself or or any of any of our hosts, but you know, we're not like superstars in our industry. Um, however. You know, like like um, Bailey had mentioned, is we've given a lot of people platforms. Um, our 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 followers, our fans, have learned a ton. Um, they've gotten to hear those questions that they think uh, think of when they're looking at somebody on that higher higher fishing level, right? Um, you know, what bait did they throw at this tournament? You know, what's his pre-tournament ritual? Um, you know, why does this brand make this product this certain way? Things like that. I mean, um, I'm continuously learning, um, which is great. I mean, that's, that's what really intrigues me, but you know, what Bobby was talking about is you're creating this whole library and I can attest to that, you know, it's, I remember when our first episode got like 50 plays and we were like, yes, yes, we're the yeah. shit, you know? And, and now it's like within the first hour or two, we're well over 50 plays, 60, 100, you know, something like that. Like, it's pretty crazy um, to think that we have that kind of reach, but you know, from what you were saying, Bobby is like, I've had folks, um, I should say we've had folks message us and say, Oh my God, just found you guys. Or I saw this live stream that you guys did, or just listen to this episode with so-and-so 
I just started listening from episode one and I'm binging through, you know? Yeah. That's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, it is. For, you know, for us, but, but any of us, right? Like we're all, you know, have quite a few episodes. I mean, that's hours worth of time and people go back and they'll dig through that stuff. Or, you know, like in our instance, because we have all these different segments and, um, you know, we'll have some listeners that will only listen to like the bass fishing for noob segment, you know, yep. beginner fishermen wanting to learn technique specific things, or you'll have guys that'll listen to like our product review segment, um, because, and, and they'll skip through some of them because, you know, product X, Y, and Z is what interested them and a b and c not so much you know so it's kind of cool you know it's 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 this whole catalog of things that people can pick and choose from you know the big thing i get asked you know because when people think of podcasts they kind of think of like youtube is the most you know well-known thing you know like how many subscribers you got and i'm like i couldn't tell you you know (laughs) i just know how many times our podcasts have been played and it's real hard to narrow down because we're so differentiated, like differentiated um, that way where, you know, some people will only listen to one or two segments. Some people will listen to all of them and yeah. so on and so forth. So that's where it gets kind of complicated, you know, like we've kind of created this network amongst ourselves, um, which was my brain scheme. But like that's trust me, don't ever do that. It's a lot of work and a lot of headaches, but, um, so far it works, you know what I mean? And, um, I think that's the one thing that like makes us unique and, and just keeps that traffic coming and going, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think if you're, if you're in it for the dollars or the views, you're in it for the wrong reason. I agree. It's going to take a long time to get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's some major industry professional that you're, you're a massive individual with a lot of weight behind you and you're just going to use it as another revenue stream when you know you have the following to do it. I mean, yeah, that's the only position where you were like, okay, I can make a quick buck, throw out 30 episodes and I'll make a decent dollar with sponsors or something. But it's like, yeah, you, you, it's, it's going to be a long road before you, get a decent following but like that shouldn't even matter for the reason you're starting it well and a common theme here is like the the reason i think that i i kept the show going too and the reason that i still keep the show going is like you guys said it's like when you get a message or an email or you get you know five ten a day of people that just like randomly show up in your inbox and are like hey man I found your podcast last week. I've listened to 20 episodes so far. I just listened to your episode on, you know, jig fishing, and I just went out and took what I learned, and look, here's a picture of the biggest bass I've ever caught my entire life because I listened to your show. It's like that is worth so much more than some $100 ad read. You know, like that's that's why you you come home and do it. I mean, we all have regular jobs. It's like when we come home from a, a long day of work, like do you want to lay on the couch and watch – TV or do you want to, you know, spend another four hours making an audio show, but we all choose to make that audio show and put in, you know, our time instead of being lazy and doing the things that we would love to do because that reward I think is, is why I keep the show going. And it sounds like you guys are pretty much the same way. It's like, you can't put a price on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it was pretty cool to your messages that you put up on your, your Instagram story. That's pretty sweet. I mean, I wish I had that. Mine is like, 
you know, dude, you're a scrub. Stop having these shows. Like, you're just the worst. <laughs> nah. Well, that's just Brian. Yeah, tell Brian to quit yeah, messaging. That's just me. Yeah, that's just me. I got fake, Brian, I got fake profile accounts yeah. that I just message you from. <laughs> yeah, just just block him. <laughs> no, I, the comments yeah. are like drug, man. That's what keeps us coming back to the microphone. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's so cool. And, you know, we had... Uh, we started something this year where we, we started a beginner's uh, tournament, like for folks that have never kayak fished in a tournament just to get their yep. feet wet. We didn't, it, it actually costed me money um, to, to, to do those, but to see some of those folks where they started out and where they ended the year. Um, and, and I got a really heartfelt message from one of our anglers Um and she crushed it this year, like struggled off the get go, um, always threw words of encouragement out to her and um, seeing, you know, I think the first tournament she caught maybe two or three fish. And I think her best five in like the last one was like 90 some inches, which is awesome for a kayak fishing tournament. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, That's it's fantastic. And, and it's the same thing too. Like you mentioned bass fishing for noobs and I always use this reference and it's not a knock against Ryan, but when he, he started his own podcast on his own, mm-hmm. I think his first episode, he could name every fish he caught in a five year span. And now this last year, he couldn't tell you how many fish he caught. And I've seen him grow as an angler and that's yeah. just from doing his podcast. And he hit a rough patch where he was like, dude, I don't know, man. I think I want to, you know, take a break, give up something like that. And I was like, dude, come on, you're crushing it right now. And he was frustrated, had a bad day on the water, you know, put in our group chat, anybody want to buy some fishing equipment? I quit one of those situations, you know, just out of pure frustration. And now seeing where he was and where he came from, I'm like, dude, people that are listening to your segment are in the same boat. They're all grown yeah. in the same fashion. And even now with this co-host, like I've told Sean that too, like, dude, you're, he was having a rough time fishing the Susky out in Pennsylvania. And now he's just crushing giant smallmouth. And I'm like, dude, see, like, there you go. That's Hang why we it. do this. You know, that's why that's we do this. And it's, it's so cool to see that, you know, it's like, and don't get me wrong. Like I get super frustrated and I want to give up all the time. And I've probably told every one of our hosts, like, I'm just done. You guys take this over. I'm a has been, I'm, I give up like, like it, it's super stressful. Um, but at the same time, man, like at any given point in time, when I want to give up and just like call the podcast game quits, we get one of those messages and I'm like, this is why I do this. Like, got to keep going. Got to keep it going. Yeah. I think so. that's so important too, is like, even if of like a platform like we all have, it's like you can, even when somebody, maybe they don't have that, that fishing buddy that they can kind of like blow off steam for too, is like they yeah. can right. hop on something like this and they can get like, in a sense, an emotional support. Because like, if you don't have a day on the water where you're like, damn, I sucked. And you're like, <laughs> pissed about it. I mean, everyone yeah. has those days. I mean, you you have to take like that, you need some sort of rebound and whether it's, you know, taking the, the 24 hours to be pissed at yourself and then suck it up and think of why you sucked. Yep. I mean, like this sure. is a way to kind of 
help reevaluate, you know, maybe it helps. Like one thing I try to do in some of my episodes is I like to point out what I do wrong a lot. Cause like, that's how you learn it. Like that's how you get better, whether it's fishing or yeah. podcasting or whatever it might be. And you can take that anywhere, but like where sure. it's an emotional support sense that if you don't have like that support group, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. It's Absolutely. funny. <laughs> it's funny. You're mentioning all this because this was early October. We have, there's a jigs and bigs episode entitled why I deleted the fish donkey app. And uh, in that episode, part of the, the w- there's an organization that we work with called chronic trips and they do a nationwide multi-species virtual fishing tournament. And they, they use fish donkey to, to handle everything. And, and fish donkey has been great, great to work with is in fact, Sean from the show has been the uh, tournament director for the chronic trips um, virtual fishing tournament this entire time. And in October, I was just getting my ass kicked. It was terrible. And just, there was, so we went, we had gone out, this must've been one of the last weeks of the month. Cause it's a bi-monthly tournament and we went out and I got skunked bad. Like everybody I was with had this amazing day. And I was just like, man, I've been carrying this right. And I had had a rough month going into it. So there was a lot riding on this day, you know? And I was just like, you know, I, I, I got home, decided to take a little bit of a nap. I woke up and I deleted the app. That episode has almost it had it's the number two most listened to episode that we have. And I feel like it's because people connect to it. Like sure. the interview's great. The interview's amazing that we have in there. I've got Elise Noel is the guest on that one. And she she's amazing. It's super entertaining, a lot of fun. It's it's fantastic. But I feel like it was a therapy session, the intro of that show. Sure. Myself and Sean talking back and forth. And you know, I, I wasn't gonna sell the kayak or anything like that, or you know, anything crazy, but I was just like, look, I think I need to take a step back, work on like my technique, and then before I start doing these monthly tournaments, <laughs> it's one thing when you can put into a compartment going out and competing for a, 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 a an eight or a 12 hour period. But when you're talking about going out for like 30 days, it, it, it gets heavy. It definitely, definitely yeah. does. Like it's not necessarily for everybody. And that's the number two, most listened to episode that the number one, one that we have is when we had Debo on and let's face it. Debo's awesome. Debo's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, but like the, the, the second one, and I, I do, I go back every time and I'm like, I think the reason is people connect with that. Yeah, one of the things I want to talk to you guys about, too, is obviously the differences in all of our shows. I mean, for starters, like Bailey, I guess for your show, when I think of Serious Angler, I think of tournament angler oriented. I think of, you know, one on one conversations where you're very like guest uh, oriented, like it's kind of the, the point of your episode is to talk with a guest. And I feel like it's kind of a I, don't know, I almost feel like I'm eavesdropping on a private conversation with you and somebody else um, with Brian. Obviously, you guys have, you know everything under the sun you have uh the og show you have the final cast you have reel down you have bass fishing for noobs you're like one of the few i think of when i think of actually having like i guess a network for a lack of better terms of like you know multiple shows under one umbrella like i don't think a lot of people in fishing are doing that kind of stuff uh at least not in the podcast kind of thing um so that's really cool and then bobby for yours i would say like the best way i can probably put into words would be like you you have a very professional radio feel to your show. You have a very like, it almost feels like a a produced morning show. Um, And I mean that in the best way possible. It's like you have like 
you have you have nicknames for it's like Sean the fisherman. You have like personas. You have um, you know you guys talk about more than just fishing. It's it's fishing themed a lot of times, and you guys kind of tie everything back with fishing. But you go off on tangents, and there's you know stuff that's 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 relevant that that's outside of fishing. So it does it. It feels very radio influenced, very uh, morning show or you know talk show themed. Um, yep. And then mine, I think, is a lot more like cut and dry. I, I very much try and stick to like 30 to 40 minutes. I try and keep it short and it's, you know, it's tip heavy. It's uh, reviews. It's uh, trying to, I've said it a billion times, but like I try and, I think I just try and make stuff for like the middle guy. That's like, you're not, you didn't just start fishing yesterday and you're not a pro. Like you're somewhere in the middle. And I think we get ignored a lot of times by fishing media because they either make stuff that's painfully uh, introductory uh, and it's almost like, you know, degrading sometimes to to somebody that, that knows what they're doing to listen to this kind of stuff, right? And it's it's all money driven for that introductory stuff and to try and sell you something. Uh, yeah. Or it's stuff that, that talks way over your head and it's like you're assuming that I am a pro with all kinds of pro knowledge and I keep up with everything and, you know, I know every tournament angler and I know every technique and stuff like that. It's like I know I still have stuff to learn. So it's, it's stuff for those people in the middle too. Um, I'm interested how you guys decided on... Because we all fill a niche, I think, in in fishing. You know, you have kayaks, you have one-on-one conversations, you have uh, Bobby, which is just like a little bit more than fishing too. It's just more of a conversation with buddies and very lighthearted. And then you have me, that's really rigid and you know wants to stick to a structure and wants to to teach something. So, how did you guys decide what niche you wanted to fill in this? Oh man, I don't think I really like said, "Oh, there's this niche in the industry. That's what I want to do." Like I like, "Oh, there's a gap here." You know, like somebody who's like maybe like an entrepreneur or uh, is good with engineering. I says, oh, there's this gap in this industry. I'm going to make this product, make money. Like I, I kind of just like went with what I wanted to do with it. And it kind of filled itself. If that makes any sense. I know that's not a great answer, but like it yeah. kind of molded the way it did by itself. Like I don't really know how to, how to put that. Um, and that was one thing actually I wanted to interject for a second. It kind of actually folds with my answer here is you know, we talk about why we started this thing and it's like, and why you keep it the way you do is if you're in this game, you can't look at negative comments. Cause like, yeah. not that I've gotten a lot, no. but the ones that I've, I remember one specifically, and it reminded me when you said, uh, when you, you would mention how it's like, you're almost like eavesdropping on a phone call. Mm-hmm. Well, someone had commented, it was like, uh, he goes, this is a great show, great info, but it sounds like you're on a phone call with a buddy asking him how, how his tournament was. I'm like, well, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to make it be because that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and it's it's one of those things where you if, if you get caught up in that and you focus on the negative and you try to mold it for that one person, you're ditching out the 99% that enjoys your show. I mean, you got to forget that. Like my buddy Ben Noack is like, dude, because like I, I tried, a quote air quotes, tried the YouTube game for a little while. And I'd get like 13 likes and like one dislike. And I'd be like, damn, what the hell did I do wrong? Like, and I'm all like stressing. I was talking to Ben. He goes, dude, you got 13 likes besides the one. Like you need to look at the positive. Yeah. And like, yeah. You're, you're ditching out the majority of the people who enjoy your content. So it's just don't, I mean, I guess if you, if you see a niche and it's something that you enjoy, hell yeah, go for it. But like, at least for me, it's like, I'm going to do what I enjoy. If people like it. They like it. If they don't, they don't. I'm going to still enjoy it. And if people want to come on, they want to come on. I'm just kind of roll with it. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Like we always start our episodes with any guests, like, you know, cause you guys I'm sure know, like you'll get a guest on and they're like, Oh, I'm kind of nervous, you know, and this and that. And we're like, look, 
we treat this as a couple of guys just sitting around the campfire shooting the breeze after a day on the water you know and you know as far as niche goes like you know we are pretty much kayak fishing orientated but that was just because that's what my passion is you know like i just love kayak fishing and you know now we've kind of branched off and we've tried to like all our segments try to incorporate um kayak fishing to an extent whether you're you know like we have a segment off the water so we try to focus on towns where you know um a lot of these kayak fishing tournaments represent. So um, our guy JP talks about um, to, to locals, like where's a good restaurant to eat? Where's a good place to stay? Where's a good place to go have a drink? Things like that. Like we've kind of branched off. So we're hitting all these things, but it's still kayak fishing related. But yeah. at the same time, it opens the door for, for tourist information, um, fishing in general like bass fishing for noobs that's not necessarily all kayak fishing focus granted he does talk to a lot of kayak fishermen but you know it's like it's just the passion of fishing in the outdoors like we're even doing a hunting segment now you know a lot of fishermen hunt a lot of hunters fish you know so it was like i'm a hunter jay just got into hunting this year um we've actually brought a friend of ours on who um is probably going to stick around for good and keep the hunting episodes going because you know why not you know it's just uh you know we just love talking about our passions and sharing that with people and uh just kind of continuing to grow the outdoors especially now with like covid right like yeah in the kayak world if if you were trying to buy a kayak this year, you had a rough time because they were sold out everywhere. Same thing with bicycles. Like anything outdoors related is just nobody's got anything. And, you know, part of that was manufacturing plants were shut down and things like that. But with COVID, people were forced to go outside. They couldn't go on vacations. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go to ball games, concerts, what have you. So what else is there to do? And it, it's great you know, for all of us, you know, because we got a lot of folks that are new to these sports that we love and we're helping educate them in the right way. I think, you know, instead of going out and, you know, gut hooking a fish, you know, they're learning how to fish properly and have more successful days on the water. So that way they keep going out fishing. You know what I mean? Um, You know, it's not like we're, giving away everybody's secret fishing hole, but at the same time, we're trying to help, you know, people be more successful. So they enjoy their time on the water. So they're not having those frustrating times where they're like calling up their buddy going, Hey bro, want to buy all my fishing gear? I don't know what the hell I was thinking, you know? So it's just one of those things, you know? So. Great. Hey, Bobby. I mean, I don't know. I just, I guess overall, like really what I, what I do is I just kind of hope that people enjoy what it is that I've got to offer. Um, you know, and if they can, if they can learn from it, fantastic. I think I've kind of done my job. Um, 
I think one of the biggest things too for this podcast has been like the community that's kind of come along with it in, in putting this together, I've made amazing, like this, this growing network of amazing people, like you guys included, like, you know, like, like all that as well. But I've had the opportunity to work with like uh, this apparel company from Connecticut called Hookset Hoodlums, which is just growing and growing and growing. And like, they just put out fantastic stuff. They're great folks. They're real family oriented. Like they get it. Um, we early on were super lucky to get connected with uh, our, our current show sponsor, which is old glory outdoors. And, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's funny, Brian, you mentioned hunting, like, they they're a sponsor they they also you know cater to hunters as well it's not just just a tackle shop per se and you know it's funny the way these things kind of cross over and yeah. you see all that that kind of stuff kind of come together and you know we don't really cater to any one particular fisherman i think that's the one absolute in this in in our show mm-hmm. is that we sort of you know while we do lean very kayak fisherman heavy and I think the reason for that is because of the accessibility. Like people can get into kayak fishing far easier than they can big boat fishing or anything like that. I think that we lean a little bit more toward that as sort of a, like almost like dangling the carrot in front of the bank fisherman, the exclusive sure. bank fisherman. You know what I mean? It's like if, if to really, but it's something that's attainable. Anybody could realistically do it, assuming they can find a kayak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest challenge. And I think that that's that's kind of where where our focus is kind of been is to be as inclusive as we can. Um, and it's that's kind of the way that I like to fish myself. You know, I mean, when it gets to a certain but I like to kayak fish within a certain point of the year. Once it gets too cold, I'm on the bank. You know, I mean, just that's just because I'm an inexperienced, you know. Well, and, and the funny part is I know all four of us kayak fish. I know, Bailey, you got into to, you got your new kayak this year and. I think that's, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think a kayak is one of the best investments an angler can make in their entire life. Like bang for your buck wise, you go buy a, if if you've never had a kayak before and you go buy a $300, you know, entry level kayak or whatever, that will unlock more doors than any combo you could ever buy than any new reel rod, any, you know, access to any gravel pit, whatever it is. Like a kayak is going to be your key to stepping and taking the next step in your bass fishing game too so definitely um so then one of the last things i wanted to touch on is like obviously there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes i think with us as far as operating a podcast and putting it out there and stuff that you know if you listen to our shows week in and week out i don't think you get a glimpse into this kind of stuff very often of of really how many man hours go into producing and keeping these shows going so for starters how much prep work do you guys do for each of your episodes as little as possible yeah yeah (laughs) i think i mean if i'm being completely honest i i will i i try to do the the majority of my prep work on my calendar I schedule the interviews. I take the time to like go through the questions with that guest. And a a lot of those, I have a very blanket format because there's only certain things that I really kind of want to get out of that guest. So I try to, you know, add questions and, and, and mix them up here and there. Um, But that's about the extent of it. It's basically everything else is calendar. The intro of our show is completely improv, completely improv. 
Um, and it's we like that because we like the raw energy that that Sean and I have together. We're just like, OK, so, you know, we'll start talking about, you know, like 90s hardcore bands or, we, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, we'll 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 kind of take a turn and, and go wherever it goes. And, and, you know, we have a tendency to reel each other in when we need to. But overall, I kind we kind of like it loose and conversational. And then in the interviews, in the interview portion, I basically um, it's it's all calendar. It's just booking that guest and then kind of like guiding them through the interview process and and making it work. Yeah, I'm kind of on board with that, too. Like me personally, I can't speak for all the other guys, but like, you know, we'll get a guest on that we don't really know much about. And I l- almost like it better that way. You know, I agree. Um, because you have so many more questions in the back of your mind that you want to get answered. Um, there are some like, you know, I've had some in the past where, um, you know, it was industry professionals, like somebody that owns and runs a kayak company. Like we had some questions in mind that we wanted to answer about that certain product. Um you know, and it's kind of hard to not know those people that are in that bigger spotlight, so to speak. Um, but for for a lot of folks, um, you know, the less you know, I think the better the interview gets. You know, because it, you'll go down that rabbit hole where you find out something in- interesting about that person. It may not even be kayak fishing related. You know, like I know um, one of our guys uh, did an interview with uh, Bobby Marin out of Florida, and he started kayak fishing because his wife was going through cancer. And that was like a way to, you know, get his mind off that. And that alone is just an interesting story in its own. You know, like we all go out and fish for different reasons, whether it's to unwind after a long work week, um, you know, get away from the stresses of the coronavirus right now and, and yeah. things like that. Like um, just those stories alone are pretty unique. And then, you know, you throw everything else on top of it, you know, it just makes it that much better. But me personally, uh, I try like, you know, I may skim through somebody's social media profile or something like that to, to kind of, you know, get some ideas about them. So we're, you know, when you hit that lull in the conversation, you can drive it somewhere else. But um, I typically don't do much. Don't do much. I guess for me, I mean, when it comes to like the podcast itself, I'm a naturally curious person. So I don't prep for questions whatsoever. I also yeah. just like I'm with when it comes to fishing, I'm one of the nerds that kind of keeps up with absolutely everything every tournament like i if i can manage it i'm watching every minute of every tournament that's live and articles i'm reading all of them like i have my other monitor here with probably 25 to 30 windows open of different articles uh it's actually pretty bad um but uh like for me it's just like i'm just naturally like curious so like for me when it's taking a stream yard and you know i'm making the the broadcast i'm setting things up so it's drafted right especially for live shows because like those are the ones that i mean you can't edit those you know it's not like you know that's true yeah you can't you know record and then take your time and type out what you want and like it's 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 a whole different ball game but it's like i don't know i mean for me it's create the broadcast 
you know, send the emails with the invitations. I have a Word document that's already drafted. So it's a copy and paste and I enter what the, the relevant information is for that day. Record, mm-hmm. download, post it to Anchor, copy, paste. And that's pretty much about it. I mean, I guess the real work is just, I guess, creating the broadcast or just finding or getting the reaching out to people to, to schedule. I think like Bobby said, yeah. schedule is probably the biggest thing. That's interesting to me because I guess, I don't know, maybe I'm in a different boat because most of my episodes are solo. Like a lot of my episodes don't have a guest. I think probably maybe once a month uh, I probably average having a guest where the rest of the time it's literally just me in this microphone and it's not uh, a conversation back and forth. So I guess for me, then I do have to do a little bit of prep. I don't do like a script or anything, obviously, but like, you know, an outline of of what I want to talk about. If I'm going to do like, you know, 30, 40 minutes of sitting in front of this microphone, you know, I've, I've said it before, but it's like I want there to be a purpose to every episode. So it's like I want you to sit down and like I'm prepared. I know what I'm talking about in that day's episode. I have a structure for that that episode. And there's not a lot of filler. There's not a lot of fluff. It's like, hey, here's what I want to talk about. Here's the points I want to make. We're going to get to it. We're going to cover it all. And then I have my structure and we're good to go. It's like I, I just I don't know. I feel like if I'm going to sit in front of uh, this desk and talk about you know, uh, uh, jig trailers like I did, you know, the other week, like I want to have my thoughts mapped out and know exactly, you know, what yeah. I'm going to talk about. So this is a, you know, a cohesive, uh, episode and, and it doesn't just sound like I, I sat down and started rambling. So I guess maybe that's a little different. Yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you guys on the, the guest side of things. Like if I'm going to invite someone on the show, it's because I have a conversation in mind that I already want to have with them, I think, or I have a, a direction, I guess, that I want to go with somebody. So, uh, you know, it could be like our last episode was like, I wanted to get, you know, a little deeper with Ike. Like you see him all the time, just like, you know, screaming and and very animated and stuff. It's like, you know, there's got to be more to that guy than just what you see all the time. So it's like that kind of stuff. It's like, you know, that's why I'm going to ask you on is I I already know what I want to talk about and the questions I want to ask. So you're right. I don't really write all that stuff out and, and get too much into that. But I guess for, for show prep, then it's a little interesting on my end. Cause I, I guess I do prep a little bit more than, than most folks. It sounds like Go ahead. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I'll agree with that. I've tried to do a couple solo shows and it was by far probably my worst episodes because I was just rambling or you have these thoughts of ideas that you want to get out there. And then by the time you hit end record, you're like, Oh, I totally forgot that. And then like, what yeah. do you do? Go try to edit that back in. It just sounds so unnatural. It's tough, man. I give you credit for that because having no co-host or not having a guest is one of the toughest styles of podcasting, I would say. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's really difficult. I can do it. Like I said, I'm a naturally curious person, but I don't care about myself whatsoever. So it's like, I don't like stuff on the back, Andrew. Yeah. No, but like, I don't know. I I guess on the flip side, though, I have some luxuries that a lot of you guys don't have. So, you know, like Bailey and I know, Brian, uh, you guys do live stuff from time to time. It's like, I don't I don't know if I'm cut out for for live stuff. I've never done that before. I I like to know that while I don't mess up very often or like need to completely pause and start over or whatever. It's like, I like knowing that I have that luxury if I really have to, if I just like get way off or, you know, on, on my side, like I try and keep my episodes short. So I really do edit my shows quite a bit too, because I take a lot of stuff out so that I don't ramble for an hour, an hour and a half. It's like, I want to keep it 30 to 40 minutes. So I will cut 
segments and I will cut audio from time to time just to shorten it up, but that's really about it. Um, but you know, that was going to be my next question too. I know obviously like on the live stuff you don't, but, um, how much do you guys get into actually show editing? Is it like 100% raw and upload or do you guys take the time to go back and do some edits to your shows? I used to, but now using StreamYard, it's so easy. I just download, download, upload, upload, and don't even worry about it. Yeah, very rarely for us are we like going through clipping a bunch of stuff out. It's it's usually like I'll get a message from one of the guys like, hey, cut out, you know, between minute 45 and 30 seconds to 47 minutes and whatever. I had a brain fart or, you know, um, one time, you know, bass fishing for noobs. My man, Ryan Milford, had to run out of the room to to relieve himself because he had one too many pops in the middle of an interview. So we had to cut that out. I always got to throw that out there. Um, but, um, you know, with the live stuff, yeah, the only thing I really trim up on that is like, we always do, uh, for our live show, cause we're live every Thursday. Um, I do like a build up segment for like a minute and a half. So that gives people to jump online tune into the show before we actually kick it off um so i trim up that like intro part a little bit other than that it's it's almost 99 percent raw all the time that's awesome yeah. i it's it, it's funny i edit the shit out of my show i do <laughs> i i go through every single word i go i edit the hell out of it but caveat <laughs> i do it with the intention of maintaining it sounding natural I don't want it to sound like a clear channel product. I want it to sound natural. So I, while I do, I basically, what I'm doing is I'm going to cut out any awkward pauses, any ums or likes or anything like that, that is unnecessary. But I also leave this stuff. If, if I, every time I have something highlighted and I'm about to question myself, if I'm going to take it out, I'm like, is this, you know, it does it really hurt the quality or does it add to the authenticity? And that's the decision that I make there if I'm going to leave it or not. And most times, a lot of the stuff I just leave, it's basically these pauses in between where people are maybe ramping up for an answer. Um, and then very rarely do I censor Sean. <laughs> very rarely. I just kind of let that guy go. He's like, he's kind of like a little Mitch Hedberg. I put him in, in one area and just let him kind of ramble and it's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not monetized yet. Right? Let him. You say whatever words you want. Like I don't care. <laughs> well, and podcasting, I tell everybody, they're like, oh, so what can I get away with saying? And I tell them, I say, podcasting is like the Wild West. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you can want. say yeah. whatever you want. We're not you know, governed by the FCC or anything like that. I give every single episode, regardless of whether it needs it, an explicit rating because that's just how I roll. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we let it go. Yeah. I mean, I guess you should. I, I guess I should asterisk that. Like when it comes to language, I don't care. But mm. like, I don't fly with any sort of like racist crap or anything like that. Oh no, of course yeah. not. Yeah. That's well, right. Yeah. What kind of shows do you think we're running here, Bailey? Goodness gracious! Of course, <laughs> yeah. not, you, you never know, right? <laughs> well, we we even try to keep politics and stuff like that out of it. You I'm know? the same like, way. I, I think in this day and age, people are coming to our podcast to escape all that crap that's going on in the real yeah. world. So we try to keep that out and. And most of the time, you know, we'll get that, that question too. Like, you know, can I, is it okay if I swear or something like that? And we say, eh, 
you know, if it slips up, no big deal, but we try to keep it clean. Like, yeah. um, we try to keep yeah. it family friendly, so to speak, because, you know, let's face it. A lot of dads might be dropping, well, not necessarily anymore, but dropping the kids off at school, things like yeah. that, you know? So it's, it, you know, we've always tried to keep it somewhat decently clean. Have we slipped up a few times? Yes. Jay is infamous for slipping up a few times an episode, but you know, at the same time, like I don't go through and edit that out, you know, um, unless it's like extensive, like Jay gets frustrated and releases his frustration to the world. But, um, no, for the most part, man, it's, it's just raw. We try to keep it as clean as possible. So that way it's family friendly. That way dads can flip or, 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 ladies that are anglers can flip on the podcast if the kids are in the car and not be like cover your ears jay's about to talk you know <laughs> so i gotta give him a hard time but and then uh uh one of the last things i kind of want to shed a light on too and i'm interested to hear uh, what you guys say is like there's a lot of stuff again that goes into this that nobody sees it's like it is the nightmare of scheduling guests i mean how many texts did it take for all of us to get all four of us here at once on one night it's like there's stuff like that that just gives you headaches there's technical issues there's bad internet um but then on the flip side there's also like expenses to running a podcast that i think people don't realize i think they just think it's like you know oh you uh you flip on your camera phone and uh you start talking and then you hit a button and upload it and it's like there are hidden costs in podcasts that i think uh maybe if anything else you just don't judge uh, shows that are putting ads on things because it's not just a cash grab. It's it's literally to pay for the cost of running the show. So like I know on my end, you know, we have to use a podcast host. Like people don't even know that's a thing. Um, there's cost in your microphone. There's cost in boom stands. There's cost in, you know, and that's even just me in a spare bedroom. Like I can't imagine having a studio and everything that you have to pay for and rent and stuff. So it's like, do you guys want to go around and maybe like some some stuff behind the scenes for each of your individual shows that maybe people wouldn't know about that goes on that, you know, are some struggles or, or, you know, financial stuff even that, that you guys have to deal with. I mean, for me, all I pay for is my stream yard and I'm fortunate enough that one of my show sponsors takes care of that yearly fee, but, but no, you're right, Andrew. Like there's, there's a lot of costs in there. There's that, you know, you have a microphone, something happens to a mic, you have a cable. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? To get a decent yeah, cable, all the time. yeah, cables go bad all the time, absolutely all the time. It just it it happens. All these subscriptions, Streamyard, we do it, we do Streamyard as well, uh, and it's just for our Facebook page, mm-hmm. you know. But it's we offset the cost, and it's like it's tough. Monetizing podcasts is not easy. Yeah, to monetize your podcast, it's you're on your own. Like, there's no you know YouTube format where it's like, oh, for so many downloads, you just automatically get a check for this kind of stuff. When we run ads, it's like you basically are your own salesman. Like, you go out and you sell your own ads to your own podcast, which I guess is kind of nice because you get to control it a little bit more. But it's more work on your end. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's one part that's an interesting topic. And I don't mean to cut in front of you, Brian. I know you're just about to talk, uh, but real quick is like people will leave reviews or like commenting. It's like, you know, or it's like, let's not make this like a radio show with the ads or whatever. And it's sitting there. It's like, you know what? Like it makes it a lot easier on me if I have a monthly income from, you know, partners that I do the show with, cause it makes it it's easier for me, you know, living wise. It's like, I think you can handle three minutes of an ad 
or like spread out amongst the show. It's like there, there's trade-offs to it, which I, it's it's an int- you're about to say something, so I will let you go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's that's true. I think as long as it doesn't affect your content, like the the what you're talking about. So like you you see a lot of shows that that now like they only talk about a certain brand of this or a certain brand of that because they yeah. get so beholden to these sponsors where it's like I, I'm fine with that. Like, yeah, I, I will run ads on my show as long as my ad partners understand that's like I'm not going to bias my opinion on anything. Like I'm still going to say how I feel positive or negatively on anything. So it's like that's why I love, you know, top fishing deals because they do all brands and uh, you know, the the Dark Horse Tackle and stuff. Like everybody that I work with, I I don't work with specific brands because I don't want to be biased. I think that's like the whole point of why I like doing this. It's like if I hate your soft plastic, I wanna kind of be able to talk shit about your soft plastic. You know, I I, I want to have a, an actual opinion and and say how I feel and I don't want that to like you know, be be held to the fire by some tungsten company that gives me 5% off. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and you got to believe in, like, what you're putting out there, too. You can't be like, well, I hate this brand, but they're going to give me money, so I'm going to throw it out there. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. I like to have products that I believe in, so, like, me running yeah. those ads and me talking about them, it's no qualm with me because I'm like, I believe in this. This should be known about. I'm yeah. helping them. They're helping me. And it's like, if you don't like it, well, then just don't listen for a minute. Skip ahead if you're on MP3. If you're, you know, whatever. Like, if you're on live, I'm sorry. Wait 60 seconds. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, this is the industry. Like, and while we love doing what we do, I'll be be blunt with it. I like making money off of it, too. I would love to make this thing a career. Like, what I love. So it's like, if that's what helps me do it, helping a company that helps me. Well, if if people knew how many hours went into it, yeah, I mean, yeah, you spend four, five, six, seven hours a week doing this. It's like I could be working down the street at McDonald's, making seven bucks an hour with that time. But you know, it's I'm I'm putting in a lot of effort to make this show, and I don't think it's the end of the world if you make a couple bucks off of it to to at least pay for your time. So I I do wish people would be a little bit more understanding about that. But I think that's you're always going to have that. All right. Any- the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that imagine, if you will, like the perfect world where we make enough income to live off of what we're doing, what we clearly have this huge passion for. Right. Imagine how much better the content could be, how much more we could put into it if we knew that our mortgage was paid. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But one thing I want to speak to about the brands Jigs and Bigs specifically is working and partnering with a retailer for exactly that reason, because they they offer everything, you know, and and we don't have to be brand specific, you know. And one thing that our our sponsor, Old Glory Outdoors, has asked us to do is to review some of their products. So like, you know, Old Glory, they asked us to do a 13 Fishing Reel review. We did a Shimano Reel review, things like that. We haven't come across anything that's like god awful. But I mean, when that's the case, we're going to talk about it. And the beauty about Joe at Old Glory is that he understands that like if there's an issue, like I'll give you a perfect example, a perfect example. So Sean and myself had uh, recently been... um, using 13 fishing concept a uh reels um i think they're concept a2s great reels we're using them in completely different situations i have uh like an eight speed reel he has a five speed reel for a crank and rod i've had nothing but an amazing experience with this i have caught monsters on this thing i've had no technical issues whatsoever he however has 
an issue with the the fact that the brake system isn't externally controlled. You have to open up the cap and then adjust the brakes internally. Um, and he's had issues before in tournaments where the spool has actually fallen out while he's tried to make adjustments here and there. And it's it's been like it's been hairy. But that said, he's also caught his like PB Northern Pike on this reel as well. So when we talk about this reel, we talk about the good and the bad and everything else, but it's got no weight in our relationship with our sponsor because they're a retailer, you know, and, and ultimately we're able to give an honest review about that product. It, it really works out great when you sort of take a step back and you're just, you're, you're not, you're not sponsored by the brand and their product specifically, but you're sponsored by the people that, that sell that product. Yeah, I mean, for us, um, we will not and won't ever uh, sign a deal where we can't be honest. You know, mm-hmm. like we we work with Jig Masters, you know, and it's like I, I told him right off the get go, like we're going to be talking to your competitors. So if that makes you upset, like this is just not going to happen. You know what I mean? Like just because you know we give you a little bit of ad space doesn't mean like you're the only brand we're going to talk about. And if there's something of yours that we don't like, we're going to talk about it. Like, and and that's just it. And that's with anybody that uh, we've dealt with. I think when you start going down that commercial route and, you know, you kind of get, start to get that sellout kind of persona around your podcast, like that's when you're done, you know? But I mean, you know, going back to your original question, yeah, like we use StreamYard. We have a website. Like me and Jay website. have a studio. That's like our own personal thing. And, you know, we pay for that out of our pockets. Do we need it? Not necessarily. But does it make our show a little bit cooler? Sure. You know, um, you know, it, it. there's there's tons of expenses. But, yeah. You know, last yeah, thing just- too is like if you are – looking to do that for your show, like getting that sponsor involvement and you think that your show is at a level where you want to, you know, bring that on is know your worth too. Like to, from the yeah. fact that you're worth more than you think you're worth. And, and that I live by, yeah. and I was told this by an industry professional and I, I keep it to this day is I'm not going to pay you money to make you money. Exactly. So it's thing where if, if they're trying, you can, you can tell when certain deals, what companies want, it's just more of being smart with, who you're talking to and you can tell by who you're talking to if that's going to be a good relationship. And I'm keeping it kind of vague there, but it's like, depending on how they talk, you'll know if they believe in what you're doing. So you need to be smart with it, but like, no, like be upfront with like what you want because companies respect that too. If they don't don't want to work with them anyways, it's there. If they're going to be, have interest in you, you're going to notice and it's going to be more of a discussion on what you're actually worth because there's advertising is huge. Like, yeah, I think that's I think a valuable lesson, at least that I've learned. And that brings up a really good point, too, in the value of, I think, what we do versus something like YouTube. I think, you know, if you have long form conversations and you're tuning into Jigs and Bigs, Serious Angler, Paddle and Finn, you know, Tackle Talk every week, like you you identify with that show. We're not on podcasts. It's not like YouTube or somewhere where you can just be browsing and there's, you know, uh, recommended something over on the side and it just automatically plays it next and you get some free play on it. Like if someone is downloading your podcast, they went out and searched 
for your podcast and found it and downloaded it and it hit play. So like that was a that was on purpose. That was not on accident. So you know that you captured that person and you bring value uh to an advertiser for that person because they respect what you say. Um, obviously, as long as you know you're you're still in the realm of what we're talking about here, where you're authentic and you're sincere and people trust you, which uh, that's an assumption in this conversation. But you know, people are um, a lot more likely to trust the opinion of I think someone like one of us as opposed to some. 13 year old that gets you know maybe some more views than us on youtube with a gopro strapped to his chest fishing an hoa pond every day you know what i mean like there's there's a lot more value i think in, in what we do and to anybody listening to this that has a podcast like you can go online and look up uh industry average cpms on you know what uh the industry average is per thousand downloads for your your podcast and what people will typically pay for that and it's always changing but you can always look that up and at least know a starting distance because Bailey you mentioned something that was really interesting was when I first started looking into bringing on sponsors I had no idea what it was worth like I had zero clue I didn't know if it was worth five dollars five thousand dollars somewhere in between like I had no idea and uh you know I luckily I did some research and uh, the people that I've worked with so far have been fantastic. And that's the other thing too. You mentioned a good point there. It's like the people that, that own the company or, uh, you know, are going to be your point of contact there. Like you should be able to see through their stuff pretty quick too. Like, are they sincere? Do they like what you're doing? Do they believe in what you're doing? And do they, do they want to support you or are they just trying to make a quick buck and give you some sort of, you know, commission program where they have no skin in the game and you basically just work for them? Like there's a big difference there. So I think that's a really interesting point. I think we we hold a lot of value in in long form conversation that I think is still kind of on the surface of being scratched as far as like just how uh, big that can be for advertisers. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, with podcasts. It's like it's not a YouTube video where you see guy posts where it's like caught my PB or cops called where they're going to click through and skip to where they see the cops in the video. So they see all the drama, you know, yeah. podcasts, they're tuning in and you, and you look at your analytics. I mean, they're there for more than 90% of the time, because if a podcast, there's not chapters, like unless you're, unless you're like a mainstream YouTube channel that is a podcast and you utilize chapters within a YouTube video Yeah, podcast. I mean, it's very hard to skip through and cause it's all, it's all audio. You can't see where you're getting to. So people are staying right. for the majority mm-hmm. of the show. That means a lot to companies. So I mean, it's, I don't yeah, know. Well, I know the thing that sets us apart from people. Yeah. 100%. Every podcast I listen to, I listen from start to finish. Like, it's just what I do. If I, if I have to stop in the middle of something or like, you know, I, I finally get to work, I pause that episode and then I pick it back up on my way home from work. Like I'll never, I hardly ever end in the middle of an episode and then go to something else. You finish what you start when it comes to podcasts. So it's kind of an interesting thing. I think on our end, you're right. When you look at your analytics, like people listen to the whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, cool. Last question I have for you guys uh, is, is it's a little bit, I think, uh, more broad, but it's on the future of podcasting. So like, obviously, we've all kind of invested in this. And I think we're all kind of in this for the long haul in terms of our, our various shows. Where do you guys see the futures of podcasts going? Like, do you think that this form of media has the staying power of like, radio television, where it's 20, 30 years down the road, and we're still listening to podcasts? Or do you think this may be a little bit more of a fad? And there's something else around the corner? I think, I think it'll I think it'll still be going. I think what it's gonna do and I think you're already seeing it is you're making radio stations obsolete with with just anything streaming, whether it be podcast, uh, music streams, things like that. I think it's just a new wave because now in today's day and age, people want 
what they want at their fingertips in the blink of an eye. And whether it be fishing entertainment, 90s heavy metal bands or whatever Bobby was talking about earlier, you know, whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's, that's just what it is. You know, it's like, I know me personally, that's why I started listening to podcasts. I was sick of stupid morning radio, you know, like it was just so advertising heavy. um, Just, it was just garbage and I couldn't stand it. And um, instead I got to listen to things that I was actually interested in. And I think that's the big key, you know, like if you go back and you listen to all these answers we gave, what was the common theme between all four of us? It was helping people learn. People are always wanting to learn new things. And I think that's what we are. We're educators, you know, and, um, or our guests are educators. And I think that's huge. Like human beings thrive for knowledge and, I think we provide that. And as long as we keep doing that, people are going to keep digging into the episodes and they're going to tell their friends and they're going to tell their friends and so on and so forth. And, you know, I think, yeah, definitely five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, podcasts are going to be the thing. Like, I mean, you've already seen that jump just in the previous five years, you know, and that's like, you know, guys like, you know, Joe Rogan, you know, um, And, and whoever else, you know, it's, it's, you know, some of the pioneers of the actual podcast world, um, you know, are, are the ones that like really paved the way for this. And now it's become easier. I think if you look back five years ago and you would have asked me, how do you make a podcast? I'd be like, I have no idea. But now you have all these platforms like Anchor where it's a pre free platform. You can record an episode off your phone. And, and uploaded in seconds, um, you know, it gives people the freedom to, I guess, voice their opinion out there. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't really know. But, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one and everybody's entitled to it, you know. And, um, you know, good or bad, I think I think it's, it's the wave, man. I, I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon i think it's only going to get bigger i think you're going to see more podcasts pop up um will it make our competition like i mean i've never realized looked at our podcast and other people's podcasts like your guys is competition mm-hmm. i look at it as there's more info out there for for people to get more involved in the fishing world you know the way i look at it is you know, the way I explain things or the way I ask questions are completely different than the way Bailey does it or Bobby or you, Andrew. And it's, um, I think people are going to relate to, you know, one of us better than the other, maybe. Um, so I think as long as that continues on, I think, uh, it's just going to keep thriving and it's just going to be better for the common good of the sport we all know and love. Um, you know, as far as other genres in the podcast world, it's going to be the same exact thing. It's, it's all the same thing. I think we're just a smaller niche in this podcast world as far as fishing goes. Um, but like I said, I think a lot of people are rediscovering the outdoors, um, 
because of this pandemic. And I think they're going to continue to stay outdoors, um, which is great. I mean, I know me personally, that's why I do this. And, um, you know, I, I think podcast, it's the bee's knees. What can I say? If if I had to put my thumb on it, like I would bet if we look like five, ten years back from today uh, and we look back, I bet like podcasts are still here to stay, but I bet the the structure of them changes where it becomes almost like what happened to radio, where you're going to get individual podcasts picked up by networks and then you're going to get networks picked up by providers where I think like, you know, down the road, like uh, Brian, you kind of you know already starting it right where you have a, a network and an umbrella of shows under you like you see that model work with you with uh like you you know think of like a barstool sports where you have you know 20 30 different shows under your umbrella and then eventually barstool sports is going to get picked up by somebody like a spotify and say hey we're going to pay you x amount of dollars to make you exclusive on our platform you already saw that with joe rogan you've seen that with people before where it's like i think that's how this is going to eventually go kind of like what iHeartRadio did with uh with radio stations and clear channel kind of did where they came in they started kind of uh compiling all of these individual uh people that they saw that had value and making a conglomerate out of it i bet when you look down the road that's kind of where this ends up going it's just inevitable because there's money to be made and as shows like you know ours and smaller shows start to gain more of a following, there's going to be people that are going to realize like, hey, there's probably money to be made there, and they're going to try and you know monetize that somehow and group them together. So if if I had to bet, I bet that's probably what happens, where there's some company that comes along and eventually buys five, ten, you know, uh, podcasts in the fishing space and makes a a channel or a network or something out of it, and then that kind of spirals from there that that would be my guess i don't know I, like you were, like you said i think this format is here to stay because people like long-form conversation um people i think got tired of just this the soundbite culture that you got with tv and stuff where you know you want to talk to somebody but you only give them 60 seconds to talk and it's like nobody wants that you know that that doesn't provide value to a lot of things it's just it emphasizes that kind of clickbaity uh unsincere like you know just trying to get an eyeball for a couple seconds where this is just more of like hey you you identify with the people you like them you have a long form conversation with them you're invested you trust these people so i i think you're right i think this this podcast format's here to stay it'll just be interesting to see how it's structured 5 10 20 years down the road and and who knows what's next but well, cool. All right, that uh, that wraps it up. Before we head out, do you guys want to go around and just kind of give a plug on where folks can find you and where they can tune in if they want to hear more on your podcast? Not everybody at once now. <laughs> Calm down, boy. Calm down. Uh, I'm paddling Finn. Um, you can find us on any podcast platform. Uh, just search paddle, the letter N, and Finn. Uh, social media is at Paddle and Finn for Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Um, our website's paddlelearnandfin.com. Nice. nice. Mine's uh, I Hate Brian Schiller. You can find us everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> no, uh, Serious Angler, I'm pretty, much, I'm pretty much every podcast platform that I think it's like nine that Anchor divvies out to, but mainly like Spotify, Apple. And then uh, on Monday, you can find the episode on our YouTube channel too, but every Monday night on Facebook and YouTube, we go live. So Nice. Uh, 
Jigs and Bigs, jigsandbigs.com for those non-podcast people, because they do exist. There's people that, you know, they're not tied into Spotify or whatever. Uh, so we stream on jigsandbigs.com, but you can always check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. You can check us out on iHeart, Amazon. Um, we're on a bunch of formats. Anywhere you find good quality podcast uh, platform, then we're there. All right, everybody. Well, I am Andrew with Tackle Talk Podcast, TackleTalkPodcast.com, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Thank you, Bailey. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Bobby. We appreciate you guys coming on. And thank you, man. We're talking to you guys soon. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, in Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.